Uh, but first to our ongoing interviews with members, uh, retired members of Angarda Shikona as a part of uh, a way to, uh, in marking the centenary of the founding of the organisation uh, back in 1922. And our first guest this morning, someone we actually came across in the line of duty way back in 1998, uh, actually went out for a weekend uh, on the beach uh, overnight with the Guardian Sligo. A very busy weekend, as it turned out, back in July 1998. And our next guest, uh, Garda Leo Sheridan, was in the control room at Garda Station on one of those nights. And are these fellas, are they con- conscious at the minute? Or? What's your own name? I have another call now from an off-duty member from Castlery there. He maintains that there's a car after crashing on the main road. The car is out on the road at the moment. It hit a wall and it spun back out onto the road. And he maintains that the two occupants of the car are staggering around the mo- out on the road there at the minute. And that they're possibly um, 40, section 49. Over. Arrest for... Right, OK, back in 1998, uh, that was. Leo Sheridan, good morning, welcome, and thanks for coming into studio this morning. Thanks very much, Niall, for having uh, me. We, we know you for a number of years for, for various reasons. Uh, 37 years a member, is that right? That's correct, Niall, yes. I, I retired there on the 3rd of June last. I joined the Gardaí in 1985. Yeah, long time ago. It is Different a long time times, ago now, yeah. absolutely. But you, you wanted, uh, there was a family tradition of... Of, of guard involvement, wasn't there? There was, there was indeed. Um, my father was a guard sergeant in, in a small rural village, um, so it would have grown up with the with with, with the guardie. Um, we lived in the guard house. Um, I would feel that my father w- w- was um, a full time guard. Really, there was no real days off. Even even when he wasn't working, or the station was closed, people called to the house for forms to be signed or for other matters. I'm sure. Yeah, that so, was all part and parcel of it. It was indeed. It was indeed. Yeah was um, so I, my father would have been a big influence on me growing up and definitely I, I, I was interested in the Gardaí as a career yeah, um, yeah my, my uncle was a, was a guard and cousins and my subs, my sister Mary subsequently went on to be a guard so I would say the Gardaí was in my DNA yeah but uh, it wasn't your first job sure it wasn't. no it wasn't after, after I finished school I was working with persons with intellectual disabilities in the centre in Donegal and I was very settled in this career and I saw it as a future, definitely. Um, I had done the interview for the guards three years previously and uh, I got the letter of acceptance. It was a big decision to leave what I was doing. Um, I was fortunate, however, that Northwestern Health Board, as it was called at the time, gave me a career break for one year. Okay, so you had options as you had I had options and, and the door was open, yeah. As you headed off, head head off to Templemore. Yeah, I decided I'd head for Templemore and yeah. give it a go anyway. So see, this was, see what, what 85 or so, eight, was it? Eight, 1985. 85, indeed, okay. Yeah, December 1985. Templemore, I suppose, was a different, it a different was, place back then. It was indeed, Nile. It was a, a very militaristic type of uh, place at the time. Uh, you shared a room with two other colleagues, um, Room's floor, the room had to be polished, uh, bed clothing folded away every morning, room inspections was frequent. Um, then you had the shining of the shoes, creasing the trousers, keeping the uniform spick and span at all times. There was a discipline, the marching every day and the big inspection on the square every Tuesday yeah. morning. So, And and no trips home to, to County Sligo? No, you might be or, four, or rare, rare enough. every four to six weeks, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's very clue. That's very true. The the clock in Templemore, I felt it, it, you were guided by the clock all the time. It was a uh, you, you, you had class, you had recreation, sporting activities. Um, even we had class even on a Saturday morning. 
Sunday morning we marched down to the local church in Templemore and um, the dubs were lucky enough they got home every Sunday they could get the train to Dublin but for myself from Sligo at the time Tipperary was a bit too far for a day yeah. trip um, I suppose I was fortunate I'd, I'd done some years in the FCA before I joined the Guards so I, I must say that that stood that, you in good stage would have stood to me and got me used to this military type, yeah. type but, but lifelong friendships made even back then uh, absolutely I, I mm. must say I settled in well to life in Templemore and the camaraderie and friendships formed at that time have lasted to this very day now your first <coughs> posting uh, talk about being put in the deep end Dublin City Centre Pier Street Station a very very busy station that's correct Niall uh, Pier Street Station the, what we call the B District uh, city centre. I hadn't a clue where Pierce Street was when I was told I was going there. And I can still remember that day getting off the bus from Templemore with two of my other colleagues and arriving at Pierce Street. I suppose we were fortunate that the three of us ended up on the same unit or same shift working together in the city. Yeah. And we ended up sharing a house out in Ranelagh. So it was great times, great excitement starting a, a new job, great variety of the work involved. Yeah, and a busy, busy, a busy uh, station. A busy district, yeah, yeah. We, we had posts on Dalyern, we had beats on Grafton Street. Grafton Street, as you know, is a prosperous and wealthy shopping street, probably the most wealthy shopping street in Ireland. And then you had the contrast of maybe only a mile away, there was police in some of the most socially deprived areas of inner city, south, south inner city. And so it definitely gave me an appreciation of how un- unique the job really was. Yeah. How long were you in Pier Street for? I was in Pier Street for three years. Three years. And then, again, a complete change of scene. <coughs> uh, back down to rural Ireland. Uh, and again, a station which was mel- well manned at the time for obvious uh, border uh, reasons. Yes, you I, were in Black Lion. That's correct. And I was posted to Black Lion. And this was a different type of police than altogether, surely. The troubles were still at their heights. We had a 24-hour checkpoint outside the door of the guard station and we were backed up by the army. Uh, all traffic going north and south had to be stopped and searched. It was important work, of course, at the time, but very tedious and repetitive. Yeah. And the only time you ever got off the checkpoint was when you went on border patrol. Uh, you had to visit all the crossings from Black Lion down to Kinloch. Uh, these crossings were all closed at the time, had been all blown up and closed off. Yeah, we remember that well, yeah. Today you can actually drive freely across at these points. So this was a big change from Dublin, definitely. It was hard to adapt. Yeah. And of course, uh, being a border area and what was going on in Ireland at the time, there was always a risk of of trouble. And there was an incident in nearby Belcoo one was, time, wasn't there? There was indeed. Now, I, I can recall one morning at three o'clock, standing on the checkpoint in Black Lion, there wasn't a sound or a beam moving, very quiet. And then I heard gunfire across in Belcoo. Um, next thing, the RUC rang over to say that they were under attack that a rocket launcher had, had, had been failed to go off. There'd been an attempt to launch the rocket into the RUC station and they were afraid that it, it was an unexploded device. The RUC went down into a bunker in the station for protection and um, we ended up having to evacuate the village of Belcou from the south. Uh, so I suppose you could say that was cross-border cooperation was even in force then. Like, even you know, back then, yeah. yeah. Okay, but there was always that threat, even though you say some of it was repetitive, but, you know, a job had to be done. Uh, and, and you know, potentially it was a dangerous time. It was indeed. It was, yeah. surely, yes, indeed. Okay, so Black Lion, and again, the more than Pier Street in Dublin, a lot of friendships formed yeah. socially in, in the Black Line area. Ah, yeah, because, you know, the checkpoint was a big disruption for the local people. I had to appreciate that. Um, they were on the way to work every morning, on the way to school, mass, shopping, and had to be stopped and then on the way back stopped again. And uh, 
you got to know the people very well. It was kind of like community policing because the people had talked to you and, and they got to know you. And even after all the years, years since I left Blackline in 1994, I meet people now from Blackline and there is always the friendly banter. Yeah. I'm glad to say. Okay, and as you say, you were transferred to Sligo in 1994 and remained there until just a couple of months ago, June uh, this year. And w- when you were transferred, it was general, you, you specialised yes. in forensics at one stage, which I'll come to, but it was it was all all duties at the, uh, initially. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, back all into Sligo, yeah. It, it was kind of like being back in Dublin, there was a great bit of variety again, I must say, yeah. You could be on the station one day doing the desk and you're on the car another day on beats, yeah. It was just a great bit of variety again. Yeah, and did you enjoy your time in, in Sligo? I, I did indeed. I did indeed, Niall. Yes, I did. Um, I think I remember Niall. You spent a night on, on and the beats was, or in the back of the car was yeah, one it's night. A long time. You ago. weren't being arrested now or anything. No, but, uh, it was <laughs> all for good. It was all for the good. Yeah, I, I came across a lot who were arrested. I can tell you. Um, and it, it was a, it was a very fascinating weekend. I have to say it. I was back in 1997, and the one thing that struck me I was telling you earlier was. Just how incredibly, number one, how incredibly busy you were as guards. But number two, there were a lot of high-profile incidents, very high-profile incidents that particular weekend. But there was a lot of items and issues you had to deal with which don't get publicised, which were equally difficult. That's, and that's all part of it, isn't it? That is correct, Niall, yeah. That is, that is surely... Um, yeah, the, the, as I say, the, the, it, things can change very quickly from minute to minute in the job. And, and the job can be just so unpredictable and volatile situations can develop in an instant. In an instant now. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you might recall that night, I, I remember we got called to a domestic at a local hotel and as we were leaving the hotel, we could see the flames in the directions of the showgrounds. Yeah. And I, I think you might remember we headed straight to the showgrounds and we arrested two culprits leaving the scene. Yeah. Uh, the dressing rooms had been set on fire that night. So that that's an example of the way things can just suddenly change yeah. from a domestic to a to a major fire incident. Yeah, on, on that light alone, there was a, there was a domestic, there was a fire at the showgrounds, there was a, a, an alleged stabbing incident. Um, it was the 12th of July weekend, so there were a lot of visitors down from the <coughs> north. It was incredibly, incredibly busy. And uh, my eyes were open, I can tell you, that weekend, that's for sure. Um, so in Sligo from 94 until uh, this year, Leo. But, but you, you branched into forensics at one stage, isn't that right? In, in 2002, I, I was very fortunate that forensics was an area I would have always been interested in in particular. And um, an initiative came into the job. It was decided that every division in the country should have a dedicated crime scene investigation unit, CSI, to give it the glamorous term. Yeah. Applications were sought and I applied immediately and I was fortunate to be successful in my application. Now, it was a whole new area in the job, um, up to this, the technical bureau in Dublin would have come down and would have examined all the major scenes. So we were a pilot project for for the country. So it, I must say it was an exciting, a challenging new start for me as well. I worked with a great team set, setting up the unit. Uh, training initially was 12 weeks back in Dublin in the technical bureau. And then you would also on the job training with the technical bureau in Dublin. So it, it was definitely a, a great, great uh, change. Um, people often ask, "What do we do in CSI?" Yeah, it's a it's a range. It's not just the, the high yeah. profile cases. Sure, it's not. Not it's, at all. Not know. at all. It covers anything from criminal damage, theft, assaults, sexual assaults, traffic accidents. We go to fatal road traffic accidents, burglaries. You've got your fires, fatal fires, sudden deaths, suspicious deaths, right up to murder. 
and then we would go to a lot of suicides as well, unfortunately. Um, CSIs would be a major tool in all crime scene invest in all crime investigations. Uh, the variety of the work involved is something else, you know. There's been big changes though in in in, in that area, you know. Uh, since I went into CSI twenty years ago, uh, DNA has been the big big change, especially in the last seven years. Uh, a DNA dedicated DNA database was set up for all prisoners that are arrested are now swabbed for DNA, and that has been a great tool, uh, particularly in burglaries and and all sorts of cases like that. Uh, the courts are a lot tougher now as well. You, you have yeah. to have everything 100% to get your case over the line and get a conviction. Yeah, know? a lot of work involved in that. So there I'm is a sure. lot of work. At, yeah, a lot, and that was a lot of the work we've done preparing photographs for court cases and that. Yes, yes, indeed. And I'm sure, considering what you said, there have been in your career some dramatic scenes you've had you've had to deal with. Ah, yes, indeed, Niall. Yeah, it's it's part and parcel of the job. It's it's what you signed up for. You 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 know you know it's going to happen. I, I would have to say in, in CSI and the things, um, the guardie who attend the scene initially, the uniform guardie who arrive at the scene, they, they, they have to deal with what, they don't know what they're going to basically, it could be a sudden death or, uh, you know, a horrific sight to see. And um, by the time we arrive at the scene, at least we're briefed by them members. So we're prepared. We know what we're going into at that stage. But I always feel sorry for the guards that arrive at the scene initially before us. Um, I also find that the probably the wor- worst cases I've had to deal with would be any any cases involving babies, young children, young 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 adults, and that it's it's they are always the hardest cases to deal with, and they always leave it. You know, you always remember them. Surely. Okay, so retirement uh, earlier this year, you enjoyed your years. I did uh, indeed, and, and um, yes, indeed, and made some great friends in the job, and and I must say I did indeed, but you know. Um, I'm starting a new chapter in life. I'm, I'm back playing a bit of golf, uh, badly, I'd have to say. Uh, enjoying doing a bit of gardening and walking, hill walking in particular. I really enjoy that. I'm now coming into the winter months, I'll be taking up the racquetball again. I, I play that during the winter. Uh, we'll be going a lot more holidays, doing a lot more holidays with my wife. So, um, yeah, definitely. We'll be ke- I'm kept busy. Actually, sometimes I'm thinking, no, I don't know how I have time to even go into work, you know. Um I've been so fortunate that I had fantastic family support down the years, my wife and family and my extended family, because um, you could be away for days on end at different scenes or at court cases, and especially when it was in Black Line as well, you, you, you could be down on the border for three or four days, and my children were very young at the time, so it, it was it was hard going, you know, for my, for my yeah. wife as well. Would you recommend it as a career, Leo? I, I would indeed, I would indeed. My, my own son has, has joined the job a, a few years ago as well, and he I, I think he really enjoys it. Um, it's it's a job that that I enjoyed surely. Uh, very fortunate to end up in the last twenty years in CSI is a job I love doing. Going going back on your thirty seven <coughs> years experience as a Garda, what what are your hopes for the future of the Garda, the role of the Garda, the Gardaí? Um My hope would be that the Garda Shikana will remain as as much a part of our communities as we have for the past one hundred years. I would hope that that will continue into the next one hundred years now. 